It's about giving them a quite holistic guidance about their life, where they're standing, and of course, giving them answers to specific questions they have. Welcome to Forever Young, the health and well-being podcast from Lanzerhof. My name is Mario Pedazzoli, and in every episode, join me in conversation with a variety of health experts and special guests as we explore what it means to live well. We may not find the secret to eternal youth, but join me on our quest as we explore just what it means to live a balanced, healthy and happy life. Hello again and welcome. In today's show, we take a fascinating look at the topic of intuition and trusting our intuition. To put it another way, it is the ability to understand something instinctively without any need for conscious reasoning. And we all know that feeling, that gut feeling, in fact, a knowing or at the very least a gentle persuasion that something is not quite right or needs our attention. It's subtle in nature, which is why it's easily missed. Understanding and harnessing our intuition can bring extraordinary results. And to help us get to the bottom of all of this is Martin Zoller, intuitive futurist and one of the world's most renowned psychic consultants. On an individual level, Martin uses the power of intuition and his expertise to help clients recognize their personality, help choose future pathways, and to discover their potential. And Martin's extraordinary lectures and seminars cover the power of intuition and the higher self all over the globe, including, in fact, at our very own Lanzerhof Wellness Resort in Tegensee in the Bavarian Alps. And, I am delighted to say, we welcome Martin at the end of September for the first time here at Lanzerhof at the Arts Club, more of which later in this show. Martin, a very warm welcome to you and great to speak to you again. Thank you, Mario. Thank you very much for this beautiful introduction about the power of intuition. You said it in a beautiful and very philosophical way and basically down to to earth, very, very wise, I would say, because for many people still is intuition still is something very unclear and and difficult to capture but with your words it became a very nice form and it's very understandable so thank you very much for that well thanks i think the last time we spoke on a, on a previous webinar um that that helped me understand a lot and, and more of that later as well but th- there is much to discuss today martin and i think we can all somehow relate to our instinct and maybe we all have examples of how we've listened to our gut instinct or maybe not listened to it and regretted it. So how do you best describe this sense of intuition? Intuition is the ability to acquire knowledge or insights about basically anything without um, personal knowledge or uh, experience to what you see or know. So it's basically um, the art of receiving information beyond time and space about individuals or about collectives, collective groups, or about ongoing situations within the society, within a business, within a political development. And what makes intuition very interesting is that it's completely free of personal experiences, meaning that a seer or an intuitive uh, guide can 
reach insights to information he or she has never personally experienced or even necessarily studied. And that's also the difference between instinct and intuition, which is almost the same, but it's not really the same because instinct we also know from the world of, of, of animals, mm. where, for example, puppies instinctively know how to drink the milk from the mother mm. or within nature, animals who know instinctively how to react if there is a danger or if they, they let's say, intuitively, they feel that something is wrong mm. and instinctively they know how to escape. So that's maybe the best way to describe the difference between intuition and instinct. And of course, we humans have both as well. We have an instinct and we have intuition. Uh, instincts, for example, could be information we know genetically or we have been teached since generation within our society that would be uh, instinct, uh, in, instinctive knowledge. And intuitive knowledge would be the, 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 the information or the insight which helps us to put in active instinctively or instinctive feelings and, and uh, knowledge or even um, experiences as well. And that makes uh, intuition very, very powerful and interesting. Uh, the fact that you are able, as I said before, to connect to insight, which you have never, and even people before never went through, so didn't experience it in that way, the situation is coming up in a, in a close or far away future. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, thanks for clarifying the difference there between instinct and intuition. The other expression we hear a lot is our gut feeling. Could you talk a little bit about that and why we talk about our gut? Yes. Um, gut feeling, I would say, is probably we could say almost like very, very similar to intuition. But it can also be related to an instinct. And, and this, I would say, is not always very easy to distinguish because you might be confronted with a situation you had experienced in the past and which didn't go well for you. So your gut feelings um, give you a bad sensation about an upcoming situation because you're, it reminds you to what happened in the past. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you might also have a bad gut feeling about something, not because you experienced it in the past, so not as an instinct, but because your higher self, your intuitive self knows that whatever is coming towards you is not so positive for you. So it gives you a bad feeling. It gives you a bad, let's say, stomach, which is the gut feeling. So it's it's almost like the same, I would say. Mm. And even for me, working with the power of intuition, it's not always uh, fully easy to distinguish between intuition and instinct. But on the other hand, I would say, it's probably not as important as well, because what's important is that this gut instinct or gut feeling helps you to prevent something or helps you to build up something positive. And if it's 100% intuition or if it's 100% instinct or if it's of both a little bit, doesn't really matter as long as it helps you in a productive and positive way. Got it. 
if you um well let, let's talk about yourself martin actually because w- w- with these um in- incredible talents and skills that you've refined do you remember a clear point when you you first listened and, and trusted your intuition and and tell us a bit about your journey and how all this began well i would say this is an interesting question i would say of my my growing up of my uh, let's say um uh, path as as a seer as an intuitive psychic one of the most important and uh, first um intuitive steps i took was when i left uh, switzerland when i was 20 years old this was completely an intuitive step because i i was uh, of course in switzerland i went to school i was studying i decided to 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 uh, start studying um, hotel management not because i really liked it so much but because intuitively i felt that i want to study something what allows me to leave switzerland so leaving switzerland was the let's say the the strong intuitive call and then of course my 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 path my my learning was trying to find different ways to do so so one of them was the study of hotel management in switzerland which at the end of the, the after all i didn't do because a little bit later um, and just a year before i should have started to study that that i i came i got in touch with a french photographer who lived in thailand and was working there and because i always loved art i suddenly realized wow you don't need to sit in an office to be able to leave switzerland and to live abroad you can also do it as an artist so i cancelled the hotel management school and i decided to study uh, photography not because it had to be photography but because i felt that photography in that case is a creative uh, gate to to live abroad mm-hmm. at the end of the day um my path came completely different. Uh, I started when I left Europe, I started on, on this journey to meditate. I came in touch with my strong intuition, which made me dropping the idea of studying photography. Also, I was already uh, inscribed in, a, in an art a university in, in, in Havana, Cuba, because that's where I wanted to study film and photography. So when I start to get in touch with my intuition, with my higher self, I somehow knew that this is actually my path. It wasn't the hotel management. It wasn't the photography. It just had to take me out of Switzerland. And once I was out, once I had the freedom to to study about myself, to learn about myself, I got in touch with my pure intuition. And that's when I started to go this path. And that's when I had different teachers from different nations working with me, teaching me, helping me through three, four years to see how to develop the the, the gift of the sixth sense. Mm. And this brought me to where I am today. So based to, to answer your question, I would say one of the most important and strongest intuitive insights I had was the one who told me, leave switzerland to build up your life and to get in touch with your inner self amazing and and in fact someone like yourself why are some of us more in tune with with our intuition than 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 others what's happening there well there are different reasons not i mean every person is intuitive 
Like we all have the capacity of intuition. Intuition is our sixth sense. So with other words, we are not only having uh, the basic five senses we know, but there is also a sixth sense we are born with. First. Second, um, as with everything else in life, not everybody has the same talents talents for uh, for the same abilities. Like some people, their talent is languages. Others have numbers, science. Uh, mm -hmm. Others, they have arts. They have the creative aspect. Others, they have the intuitive psychic ability very strong within themselves. So for those, of course, it's much more easy to connect to their intuition than for someone who doesn't have such a strong capacity for their sixth sense or for their intuition. And then there are others again, who do have a strong intuition, who actually have a strong sixth sense, but society, family, whatever religion didn't allow them to, to go down that path. Mm -hmm. So there are different reasons why some people don't uh, feel so connected to intuition. But in my experience and what I'm doing now, I'm now doing like let's uh, 20 more than 25 years. My experience showed me that each and every person can develop it. It's like if you never learn the language and suddenly you realize, wow, okay, there is another continent and they speak different languages and you start to read books of this language and you start to see movies, it still takes you time to learn the language. And the same with intuition. It's not enough to know that there is an intuition, but it's also very important to practice it, to develop it, to, to work with it. Uh, also also to 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 have the courage to make mistakes with it because that's also how we learn we learn through our mistakes mm. and only mistakes make us stronger but slowly slowly we start to feel it and then we realize it wow that's something i have as well within myself and it's fun it's interesting and actually i can do very much with it in my life so a couple of interesting things they're listening to that um you mentioned this is there always a battle between logical reasoning and intuition uh, do you do you said sometimes it's society or, or religion that that prevents that do you, do you see that all the time and there's is there always a battle can they ever work together no there is not always a battle uh, and this i also had from my personal experience when i started to go down this path consciously with 2021 20, 22 23 it was quite a battle because i grew up in a very rational society we were teach to study we were teach to learn we were teach to believe what we see and what we can touch so suddenly to feel yourself confronted with a reality which is non-physical but still real was of course quite difficult at the beginning and then through through the years i i learned how to implement this non-physical intuitive reality with the physical reality and at one point they have not being in competition to each to each to each other anymore or a battle but they became supportive and um, this is what i always talk in my lectures or what i do with my clients i'm trying to 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 show and to to teach and um, to to make people understand how the rational mind and the intuitive higher self, how they can work together, not to battle each other, but to complement each other. Let's say mm. intuitively, I had this feeling to leave 
Switzerland. Now, the battle would have been if, 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 if I would have had, my parents were always very open-minded, they supported me in this decision to leave, but maybe the battle would have been there if my father and my mother would have said, no, you have to stay, and I had to, bad feelings to go if my parents want me to stay, this would have been the battle. On the other side, if the consciousness of mind and intuition work together, it was in that case as well when I felt intuitively that I should leave Switzerland to, to learn something else. And the, the, the rational mind uh, made me analyzing how to do it by plane, walking uh, on a boat. Of course, at the end, it was a plane. And then I had to buy the plane ticket and I had to I compare different prices with different airlines. So if you, if you, if you understand what intuition is and if you know how your mind works, they are a perfect team. Yes, makes sense. And and actually, with with that um, logic and reason uh, and, and gut feeling discussion, should you always trust your gut? You mentioned sometimes people make mistakes, and that's life. Um, but is your advice to generally go with your, your instinct and your intuition? I would say it's definitely good to listen to it and to 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 try to read it and to to feel to it and to even to put it in practice but of course at the same time doing it doing it very consciously and also um, by analyzing the way how to implement it implement it in your daily life because sometimes you might feel intuitively that let's say your relationship is not working well uh, and this might be a first sign now, if you're too impulsive, you might take this intuitive insight, which is like a first whispering in your ear, and you might act too fast and take too drastic steps. So yes, it's good to listen to your intuition, but it's also good to analyze in, um, rationally the, the, your intuitive insight to see how to implement it in your daily life with your family, with your friends, or in your job, with your colleagues, depending on what the surrounding and the situation is. Yes, makes sense. Um, on a broader scale, uh, and this is a, well, I'd love you to tell us this story, but your skills in the past have been able to assist governments, state security services, law enforcement agencies uh, with their inquiries and, and work. Uh, I know a lot of that obviously is confidential, but one story you do tell, and I'd be delighted if you could share that with us, is, is originally how you found that plane in Bolivia. Well, I won't say any more. Maybe uh, if you could take over that story. Yes, I would say this was like my international breakthrough because it was big highlighted in the international press as well. In 1999, a small private plane with five passengers was traveling from the south of Bolivia. I lived in Bolivia at that time. Uh, Jacuiba, which is on the border to Argentina, the plane traveled to Santa Cruz, which is in the lowlands of Bolivia, more or less in the heartland of, Santa, of, of Bolivia. And on halfway, the plane got lost. It disappeared from the radar of the airport in Santa Cruz. Of course, family members got worried. They sent us, they sent out uh, search teams 
private ones first uh, to try to find a plane, which wasn't successful. The second day, they took military help and helicopters and planes from the army trying to find the missing plane. And it took three three days uh, for the, one of the family members to, to come to me and asked me if I can help them to find the plane. I said I would like to, to do so. I uh, can't promise, but uh, of course I will give it a try. And I asked for pictures of the uh, missing passengers. Uh, I got three of the pictures. Looking at them, I saw on the picture that there was still an aura in the picture. Now, the aura is like an energy body which we all have around us. And we, even in our common language, we know the expression, oh, he has a good aura or oh, he has a bad aura. So aura, quite, most of us are quite familiar with. So the aura is not only a feeling, but for some people, it's also a, a visual um, a reality which can be seen in colors. And looking at these pictures, I saw that there has been this aura around the, 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 the body on the picture, which showed me that those passengers were still alive, which was very helpful to the family members. And they were very uh, happy about it. But then, of course, they also wanted to know if I can help them to find the plane, um, which um, I told them to please bring me a map. They did that and I looked at the map and I reconnected to the aura of the pictures uh, I saw one or two hours before. And then I focused on the map. I used my also my, my hand almost like a metal detector. Mm -hmm. And uh, when suddenly on one tiny spot on my hand, on the palm of my hand, which I used like a metal detector, I found, uh, I, I felt a tippling in, on the hand, which for me was an indication that that's where the plane might be. I did, took, did a, made a cross with, uh, with my pen, went out to the family members, showed them the map and told them to go there for a search. The next day, because this was late in the evening already, the next day they went with research teams, helicopters and planes. They went to the area, I indicated them, and that's where they found the plane. This came in, in CNN and in even in European magazines, it was in newspapers. And even like not too long ago, maybe like five years ago, I and this was in 1999, so maybe mm. 2017 or 16, I gave a seminar in, in Frankfurt when suddenly a young lady came up to me and she said, oh, Martin, I, I heard about you and about your plane uh, many years ago, which was like for me a kind of surprise because I didn't know that uh, this made such a big story. And she, I asked her if she read about it and she said, no, no, I didn't read about it. She told me, but I was told about it. And then she told me that she was a, um, a, a pilot for private planes. And at that time, 99 or 2000, in her club in Germany, they spoke about this Swiss psychic who found in faraway Bolivia a missing private plane. So even there, they talked about it. And this was a big breakthrough. And then I started to work uh, shortly after that uh, with, the, with the Bolivian government. I got connected by through different or to, with different embassies and security institutions. I was beginning of the um, uh, Arab Spring. I was uh, living in the Middle East and I was working a lot in this field in Afghanistan during the war, in Iraq during the war. Uh, in Lebanon during a conflict. So I, I implemented my intuitive gift, not only 
on a personal, individual level to help people, but as well, as I said before, on a collective level, which can be very useful as well. For example, if you try to analyze the development of a certain situation, how it will evolve and how it can be done. By the way, uh, London and uh, England, I did um, several analyses, intuitive analyses about Brexit. Um, shortly after the, the uh, no, shortly even before the uh, um, the referendum started, I uh, I did analysis. I published them. They're on my website. Several videos about it. And even during the process of Brexit from 2016 to 2020, I did two or three videos about it, where I said how I see it going in what direction, what it will happen, how it mm. will be, which. And I got quite good feedbacks from people in the UK who followed my analysis and um, who were quite impressed from my prediction about Brexit. So for those who mm -hmm. would like to have an idea how intuitive guidance can be used as well in a big scale, please mm -hmm. feel free to go on my website and, and Google my, my uh, on YouTube, Google my uh, Brexit videos. Thanks, Martin. Um... Just an incredible story, uh, uh, and thanks for sharing that too. Uh, you mentioned the press coverage. It was it was interesting to see a picture of you back then in 1999 <laughs> as a as a as a young man making your way in this world. Um, but but uh, obviously you've received a lot of coverage since. Um, you mentioned Aura. Uh, maybe this is a good time to talk about this because it, it is one thing developing our intuition, but. That is maybe a gift that you have, and, and, and maybe you can develop intuition up to a point. But um, you know, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing you before. You 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 surprised me and read my aura. Um, you know, I, I found all of that uncannily accurate, uh, and and actually have spoken a little bit about that since. Um, could you maybe explain a little bit about this part of what you do and how you read a client's aura and what it means? Yes. The aura, as I call it, is like a photography of the soul. It basically is a, an, energy, an energy body within and around the physical body. It's like we have a physical reality, we have a physical body with its organs, with, with uh, its, its, um, the, the, the bones and, and, and the, everything together. And we also have an energetic body, which is the aura. The aura shows different aspects of the human being. For example, um, it shows talents or gifts, vocations of people. It shows what they're good in. It also can show psychologically their fears, their insecurities, their powers, their strength. And then, of course, it also shows aspects from the future. It can show in what direction something is developing. It's like a GPS or it's like the weather forecast. In the aura, I can see almost like a weather, like the weather forecast shows us how the weather is developing. The aura can show us how life of an individual or of a collective is developing. This makes it very interesting, especially working with clients, um, because you not only see like what is happening, but you can see how it is happening if you don't do anything with it. Let's say you're driving down a path and we see that the situation which you which is, is evolving isn't going in a good direction. So it would be too easy just to say, okay, what you're doing will not end good. 
much more challenging, much more interesting and much more beneficial, especially for the client, is if we see that something doesn't look good, but then if we try to see what can be done to prevent the problem. Let's say something about uh, if we want to compare it with medicine, if you're a heavy smoker and you go to your doctor and the doctor tells you after scanning your lungs, listen, it doesn't look good at all if you don't stop smoking now. And if we don't do this and this and this and this and this treatment, you might die on cancer. Now you have the free will to go on smoking like crazy and die on cancer, or you take this uh, warning as a sign and as an indication to stop smoking and to try to do everything possible to heal your lungs, to strengthen them, to do sports, whatever has to be done, whatever therapy should be done or, or medical treatment to heal your body. And of course, the same can be done if we see some negativity in the aura. We can see, listen, this is the situation, it looks okay, so go on. It doesn't look so good, so let's see what we can do to change the direction. And uh, in that way, it's it's a it's a like a guidance. It's like a, a, a co not a coaching, but a guiding people in their life and in their path. And you mentioned um, at the beginning me going to Lanzerhof at Tegernsee, Germany, as well. Uh, I'm working quite a lot with doctors as well, uh, because the Tegen, Lanzerhof Tegernsee is a medical institution, so they do medical treatments and detox. So when I'm there, I'm working with their clients, not only on a personal growth and internal development level, but also on a physical level to see where certain blockages or physical problems are coming from or which danger or which could come up as an uncomfortable, unwanted physical situation and what can be done to change it. So you can cover different levels by working with people's aura. And of course, yes, everybody has an aura. And interesting enough, not only human beings have an aura, but also animals have an aura, and even projects have an aura. And that's, for example, how I work with, with um, business people or politicians, because as soon one or more people think in a project, this thought creates an aura and this thought might be might have a positive outcome or a negative outcome and so all even situations uh, projects have an aura as well and of course plants plants trees nature nature also has an aura everything what has life has an aura so so martin when you <clears throat> when you when you look at people do you just see a sea of aura and colors all the time or do you switch this on if you like yes i switch it on and off because seeing the aura is not only a visual aspect which you receive but it's also an emotional that you, you feel the person at the same time let's say someone has a very positive aura so this is the kind of person you feel very happy with you like to be with you like to go out there might be some people that have a very tense and a very hard aura and those are the people when you're together with them you're getting tired you feel uncomfortable you have this first not so positive feeling yes so i switch it on and off i switch it on and off because it would be too much if there is always this this receiving and and and, and giving um and and uh receiving energies and feelings and emotions mm -hmm. so when i'm when i'm on the in the street when i'm sitting in a plane or train i disconnect and i don't try to connect to it of course sometimes it happens anyway that something very strong is pumping up and then i see wow okay this person has something special going on and yes in that case i look at that person's aura and i 
try to see what it is. So um, you mentioned you see a lot of clients, of course, and, and we'll talk shortly about your, your trip to London. Uh, and when you, when you meet your clients, maybe you can talk generally about this. What are the main obstacles uh, to developing their own intuition? Obviously, you're helping them develop it, but what are the usual obstacles you come across? Skepticism, especially at the beginning. Skepticism, and then uh, once they're open to it, um, one of the main obstacles is that people are not patient enough with their own intuition. Like even if they're not skeptical anymore, they would like to develop their their intuition as well. And then they start maybe to meditate a little bit or to read books about it. But when they realize that this is a a profound reality and a profound uh, universe out there, they they get lazy about it, they get comfortable about it, or it's just too complex and then they drop it again. As I said before, intuition uh, is, 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 is like very profound, has a lot of uh, aspects of realities, and it has to be learned. It's almost like learning a new language. If, you, if you're English speaking and you learn French or German, you know how complex it is. For me, the same with English or Spanish or any other language. It takes time. It, it takes time. It takes months. It takes years to learn a language, and you never stop learning a language. And the same is with the language of intuition. With, with your intuition, you, you never stop learning. And even me doing it so many years, as I said before, I always get crossed with new concepts, with new ideas, with new techniques, and it's a constant learning. Mm. You, uh, you mentioned this, uh, you mentioned meditation, and, and I think you use that as part of your preparation with your work, but I think you also recommend it to your clients as well. How do you meditate, and, and what are the routines that you, you like to stick to? Well, my routine is, uh, for example, my first meditation is always early in the morning, like my alarm clock is a meditation music. It's 16 minutes, so um, my alarm clock doesn't only wake me up, but at the same time, when I start hearing the music, I know, okay, it's seven o'clock or six o'clock. I don't open directly my eyes. I keep my eyes closed and just enter in a state of meditation until the song is over, and then I open my eyes and I start my life. So that's that's my routine in the morning. And then during the day, I meditate from time. There isn't a specific routine because um, sometimes I, I, I'm out in the street and sometimes I have clients and sometimes I'm, I'm traveling or I do sports. So I do meditation whenever I have some time in between. Whenever I go on a walk in nature, I take some, some I take my time. I sit under a tree. I sit on a on a bench and I close my eyes and I meditate a little bit. On the other hand, meditation doesn't have to be always with closed eyes. Meditation can also be sitting in nature and looking on the on the tree and looking above the mountains or sitting on a on the sea on the seaside and watching seeing the sea or at night look, watch watching the the, the 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 full moon or the moon or the stars important is and this also is important to connect to your intuition is taking yourself or giving yourself time just like for introspection because uh, meditation is also introspection and introspection is one of the most powerful ways to feel your intuition. Mm -hmm. And is that a daily exercise you recommend or or several times daily or 
I would, I would say even if you do it once a week, it's better than not doing at all. Of course, yeah. it's better if True. you can do it every day a little bit and it doesn't need to be an hour and you don't need to be sitting like in Lotus, like they teach it in many <laughs> meditation courses. Uh, like my first morning meditation is when I lie in the bed. So mm -hmm. uh, I would say it's better, even, even if you do five minutes a day, it's better than nothing. Mm. So let's talk about, uh, well, two parts to your work uh, in your upcoming week in London, uh, which, by the way, is from the 27th of September to the 2nd of October. Uh, for more information, uh, please do email lanzerhoff at theartsclub.co.uk. Um, lanzerhoff at the Arts Club members and Arts Club members will be emailed, of course, accordingly. Um, but there are two parts to your work. There'll be the seminar, and then there's the one-to-one -one work as well that you will be available for. Could we talk a little bit about the content of the seminars and talks? Uh, and then secondly, let's talk about the the one-to-ones and, and what someone can expect in, in an individual session with you, Martin. Yes. So uh, the first lecture will be Monday 27 mm -hmm. of September. That's in the evening at the arts club and the topic is about five simple steps to achieve more with intuition uh, it will be a lecture in which one i will not only talk but i will also give pr uh, techniques uh, practices how to connect you to your into to intuition to the gut feeling how to become aware with it how to train it and then of course also how to implement in daily life so it's basically a lecture which shows the audience and, and makes them experiencing where they're going to find intuition within themselves and then how to implement it in life and then uh, tuesday morning that's the 28th of september uh, at Lanzerhof, i give a lecture about how to create uh, uh, in how to create in your life inner and external harmony like how to build a peaceful and a harmony harmonized uh, ambience in life because harmony in yourself and around yourself is very important not only for for your peace of state of peace in your mind but also for physical health to be uh, to to have a better way to interact with your family members with your husband with your wife with your children so this will be the second lecture and then um, i will be for individual consultations at lanzerhof through the whole week giving cons giving sessions in which ones i will be reading the aura in a way we just talked about it before so mm. i will tell people how i see their aura weaknesses strengths and of course they can also prepare themselves with questions they can bring up questions about their personal life about their job about their about their relationship with other people it's about giving them a quite holistic guidance about their life where they're standing and of course giving them answers to specific questions they have so uh again as as someone uh, you did open my mind martin and, and i recommend uh a consultation and i certainly recommend attending the these seminars and lectures if you are able places will be limited uh so again uh, uh please do let us know if this is of interest to you lanzerhoff at the arts uk uh, thank you, Martin. Uh, I believe you have a book 
in the offing. How is that progressing? Tell us a little bit about your book, uh, upcoming book. Yes, this is actually a book which hopefully should be finished by the end of autumn. We are already working two years on it. The book is called um, Strategic Intuition. Mm-hmm. And I'm writing this book in English. It's I'm a co-writer and the other person I'm writing it together with is a, a pr- professor in economy. His name is Dr. Thomas Zweifel. He was a professor at the Columbia University in New York. He was teaching economy in St. Gallen in Switzerland as well. He gave uh, um, classes and he has a very, very successful uh, uh, consulting company working with high profiling uh, companies, banks, uh, universities. And the book is about intuition and strategic intuition and strategic thinking. So it's like how to implement intuition in your strategic behavior, but at the same time as well, how to bring strategic thinking in your intuition. Because some people, they're very strategic, strategic, but they don't know how to implement intuition. Then you have Mm -hmm. others that are very intuitive, but they can't bring it down to earth. Mm -hmm. So the art is to be balanced in both and to know how to implement both in a very powerful and straightforward way. And um, I think, or we think, that uh, we started to write this book uh, much like a year, year and a half before Corona. But um, especially now, such a book we think is quite important because in times when everything around us breaks apart and everything is almost like being reshuffled and the car, the, 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 the rules are almost like made new, mm. strategic intuition can be very, very important because many of us, we find ourselves like not alone, but under these new rules and under this new way of living and we have to find ways how to adapt to that to that and how to to make the best out of it for us for our family for our business mm-hmm. and the, the 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 given rule the given concepts are not there as much they have been there before we all know that especially on an economical level as well and intuition in such times of of storms and of transformation of transition can be very very helpful to feel how to swing on these new waves of reality. Mm. Well, actually, the timing of that book is probably perfect, actually, after the, the times we are in um, and, and probably will be useful for business and individuals al- alike. Martin, maybe to round off, and th- this has been fascinating, and thank you for your time today, but what are the rules that you live by and, and what advice would you like to leave for our listeners that are maybe listening to you for the first time? I try to living according to my inner values and the external laws and external, not only human laws, but also laws of nature. Like really to to give the best for myself, to implement it within my family, my society, my my, my the, the people I'm living together with. And... Um, trying to to inspire others to 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 connect to what they have as well and trying to be able to 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 show others what powers they have within themselves and 
the, there is not a fix or a main rule how to do that or how I do my life because it's also changing a lot again, especially in these times. Um, it's very important to adopt to new rules, to new laws, to a new society, to a new way of life. But if you trust in yourself, if you're not guided by fear, but if you're guided by your gut feelings, by your intuition, and if you're, if you're uh, driving or guiding yourself carefully through those times, you uh, are able to, to bring it behind you quite uh, productive and quite positive for yourself and others. And I think that's the way and my philosophy of life. And that's also what I like to share in my seminars, my lectures and consultations, of course. Well, that's um, great advice and, and a wonderful way to, to round off this, this, this fantastic talk. Martin, it's always great to see you and talk to you. And, uh, and I look forward to seeing you in on the 27th of September. Yes, Mario, thank you very much. I'm very much looking forward to see you and, of course, your beautiful stuff, which I also know some of them, at least through the yes. Zoom meetings we had. And uh, stay safe, all of you. It was a great uh, talk. I'm looking forward to see all of you and, of course, as well, the audience, the people who are listening now. I um, would uh, like to invite to the lectures and to the consultation and um, be very happy to share my, my, my experiences and my insights with everybody who is open to it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Martin. We all look forward to that. Thank you. <laughs>